that's the bottom line, cause Stone Cold sets up. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name's Bob. My boy over here is Niall. We are the mid-card marks, and we are about to jump into everything pro wrestling related. Niall, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. We have an exciting time in the world of wrestling. After seven years, Bob, your Chicago boy came back. CM Punk is back. This is the second city savior came back, man. It was amazing. Um, I had family over for my mom's uh, birthday, and... uh, you know, the time was ticking. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it on real quick. No one's in the living room. I put it on. My sister's boyfriend came over and he was asking. He hadn't watched wrestling since the 80s. And that happens. And he's like, wait, wait, is this a thing? Like, and now he's interested. So CM Punk literally, literally bringing families together. Right. And, and one thing that I really, really like is, you know, I'm glad that they started the show with CM Punk. Like if they would have played Cult of Personality. And then like MJF would have came out. It would have ruined it, honestly. Yeah, there were a lot of people predicting a lot of different things. Um, They wanted MJF to cut him off mid-promo and that would be his thing. Or, And people just started, they wanted them to close with Punk. And I was like, if they don't start with Punk, it's going to be horrible because they're going to be chanting CM Punk that that entire event. Right. And the thing is, too, like people knew it was happening. So it's like sometimes going the easy route is the best route. Yeah. And, scenic route. and honestly, like I got extremely, extremely excited. I got goosebumps. Is seeing one of my favorite wrestlers for the forever now. Um, it, it was great. I wasn't, I wasn't the tearful guy in the crowd, but I definitely felt it on the inside. You know, um, he cut a hell of a promo. Uh, no, no surprise or anything. Um, I know Darby hinted at the angle beforehand. To me, this, I mean, it'll be interesting. It, it'll be, it'll be a good match. Um, but I wasn't expecting Darby, even though like I wanted punk to come out and challenge somebody, not Darby, and then have Darby feel looked over and upset that he didn't address him when he flat out said, even if you call yourself the best in the world and the little uh, hint thing, I thought that would have been better, but I'm still going to watch the hell out of it, you know? Yeah, it's uh, what, September 9th? September 5th. September 5th, okay. All out. Yeah, so I'm going to watch that match, but I knew he would go with Darby Allen because he did say he wants younger talent, so he's not going to fight like, I don't know. Uh, Chris Jericho or something. And and honestly, well, I'll get on the Chris Jericho thing in a little bit. Um, no, I think Punk, it was handled great. Um, Tony Khan's been over the moon about it already. He's been raving that Punk's already paying for himself, uh, you know, that he's doing this, that, and the other. And I have to agree. Punk drew numbers 
on a rumor that he was going to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, those numbers are kind of what Raw gets, but this is a one-hour show on a Friday at 10 p.m. Um, Wasn't it their most watched episode or biggest crowd? It was yeah. both. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is this was the United Center. So All Out and... Um, yeah, the all outs have been at the Sears Center, which is about 45 minutes away from uh, United Center. It's a smaller venue, all that, and it looks packed. So when they said they were going to United Center, I think I said it on here, it was going to sell, but it wasn't going to sound great and stuff. It was very loud. I had a couple of friends who were there and they said it was amazing and that it was the loudest pop they had been to, you know, and uh, we were all together for Jericho's debut in WWE. So, uh, and that's saying something because when Jericho, that when the Jericho pop in Chicago happened, I honestly couldn't hear anything. Like it was just white noise because of how loud everyone got so fast. And he jumped into the crowd. I thought that was cool. That was very similar. Uh, John Cena did that before when he won the WWE title. Eddie Guerrero did it. Mm -hmm. Punk. And I mean, Punk did just like Punk was an excited kid. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I love the fact that he went on and talked about how, you know, he had to come back. He wants to, you know, just to see if he still had it. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited. Um, he took jabs at WWE, but they were subtle enough where, yeah, we knew he was doing it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. He pretty much just referred to it as the, that other place, you know, like it, it sucked my and rightfully so i mean from what happened with them absolutely that's what happened you know my question to you is because i think they said this was the most watched aew episode ever so do you think it's going to increase or is it going to be back to what it was like where it kind of goes down so i i think the numbers are going to go up um i i think they're going to go up even more so now that punk's going to be on every broadcast I also think that uh, he, him doing that little hint this week about when everyone started chanting, yes, he said, that's someone else's shtick. You're going to have to be a little more patient. Mm-hmm. I think now people are going to be on the well, that. And the fact that Cole's contract is officially up, isn't officially up. It was supposed to be up to 27th from what I'm hearing now. Um, as soon as that contract's up, there's no non-compete. He mm-hmm. can jump. So th- this is Monday Night War. Well, here, this is Monday Night War, the one show edition. The Who's going to jump? You know what I mean? Like, because uh-huh. Raw doesn't have, WWE doesn't have anyone that's going to do a surprise entrance. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Cole could show up. Bray Wyatt could show up. Well, actually, uh, Bray Wyatt's No Compete is mm-hmm. up on October 29th. That's a, I believe that's a Friday. So if he can show up the Friday before Halloween. <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. <laughs> if he does that for AEW, then then it's it's the it's let's see. Yeah, that's the Friday before Halloween. That would be the greatest debut. Did you notice? Uh, I didn't notice this because it's almost like these fans are like they have an eagle eye or something on CM Punk sneakers. He wrote AC and BW, mm-hmm. AC, Adam Cole, Bray Wyatt, BW. Yeah, I mean, it would be, uh, I don't know if these are his Easter eggs, if he's trolling with everyone, because, I mean, he had fun with that for a while, too. Um, but 
I mean, Kenny's hinting at Cole coming. Um, it'll be interesting. All in all, I'm wrestling fan. You know what I mean? I'll watch whatever. Um, I sat, I watched actually this week's dynamite start to finish and actually had a smile this whole time because now they don't have to open with punk. Now punk can come out whenever. Right. And I guess that leads into, um, well, overall AEW rampage. I gave it a, Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, granted the Jurassic express and Christian cage, like it was a good match. Um, it's exactly what you were going to, we knew what we were going to get there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, my one, my one reservation with AEW bringing in this many people is the fact that if you notice like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus got that, and then I don't think they were mentioned on Dynamite this week. I'm afraid that people are going to start getting pushed further down the ladder and they're like AEW is just going to become Galactus. It's going to be eating all these worlds and not knowing where to put it. Well, and I, that goes back to what we mentioned earlier, where I think, they need to have a roster like WWE, Rampage, this is the roster, Dynamite, this is the roster. It, it would have to be that because they have, like, you saw Cage, you didn't see Starks, and, I, you know, we like Ricky Starks. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of teases this week. But all in all, I gave Rampage an A. It was great. Um, I'm looking forward to more of the stories now because they start some were great some are just sad but you know all in all it was a great show yeah and i guess that kind of leads into um i guess last night's aew the 25th yeah um okay so i love um so we got to see the um i'm gonna call him the black hole of charisma brock anderson um I'm still trying to figure out how Brock can look older than his father. You know what's funny? Brock Anderson is probably like younger than me. He's 24. (laughs) Yeah, so he is. But he looks like, I don't know, he he looks like the guy at a bar. I I don't know how to put it. He looks like um he looks like the guy who's at the POA who's just still pissed about football game that he lost 20 years ago. He does. <laughs> if they put a if they put any trucker cap on Brock, he appeals to so much more of a demographic. <laughs> um Malachi that could be his character. Yeah, Malachi Black is fantastic. Yeah, and he's doing the best work I've seen since even his Tommy End character. Like you said, his entrance is fantastic um i mean he carried that match with uh brock anderson at least my opinion uh he brock has talent i still think he's a little too green and um black had to hold his own or you know kind of carry it but it was pretty good it was really uh you know i enjoyed it yeah you're gonna hear me talk about malachi black a lot because i love what he's doing i'm actually glad wwe let him go to be here because it is way better. I like his name more. I like his entrance. To me, he has what it takes to be that top star. He needs to be a world champion there. He will be their undertaker. And I'm not just doing that because of the, um, how can I put it? Not the entrance, but I mean the overall character. The mysterious, right. the kind of terrifying, Like, but who's going to go out there and give everything in the ring and make it look flawless. I mean, early taker, 
the no sell, the everything like that, that was hard to do, you know, yeah. so watch Malachi black, make all this look just fantastic is exciting. And, but the one thing where I'm being nitpicky was he, you know, kicked Cody, did it to Arn Anderson, did it to everyone's favorite wrestler, Brock Anderson. But when Lee Johnson comes out, he backs away. I'm like, why Lee Johnson? And I felt bad because he came out and zero reaction. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> like, it's really sad. It's because of the black void of charisma, Brock Anderson. <laughs> you think you're going to have a, a guy over? Put him by Brock Anderson on the same side and see what happens. Mm-hmm. They, there's no one cares. No one cares. They've been beating down Arn Anderson now two or three times. No one cares. Like, it's just, yeah, no. I, and, and Shivani's kid, I mean, he hasn't wrestled yet. I'm waiting for that to happen as well. I, I don't know. Just, I, I, Brock Anderson and QT Marshall now are the same person. <laughs> no, speaking of QT Marshall, I'm very disappointed that Big Show is back in his first matches against QT Marshall of all people. I'm, I'm disappointed that QT Marshall is still getting FaceTime on television. Just, just, uh, oh. No, QT Marshall has to be like the luckiest guy in wrestling. Like you're fighting Big Show on a pay-per-view. You're like the head talent or whatever at AEW. You got to hang out with the bunny for no reason. Like he's getting all these opportunities and I'm like, but why? I don't get it. Yeah. He takes care of the office in AEW. Like this guy. Yeah. He's a journeyman wrestler who is now getting his, I can't even say his due. Like he's, he might've stumbled onto it. That that could be, but I don't know. It was a, uh, seeing him on there drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, and then the thing is with big show, when he came to help Tony Schiavone's son, he walked very slowly to the ring. Like he almost didn't want to help his, I don't know if you noticed that. Well, my thing was, is I was like, all right, so this is going to set up for a six man. Shivani, Shivani's kids show against the, you know, the factory. And when that didn't happen, they're just, oh, show, or I'm sorry, Paul White versus um, QT. I was like, oh, this is just a waste. You know, like there's not even a fun part of this. No. Um, yeah, I was listening to people talk and they were calling uh, QT's fans QT Anon. <laughs> I kind of want to keep that going. <laughs> Where, where the conspiracy is that uh, QT is a good wrestler. But the one thing I did like, because um, QT, they fought the, the gun club. I actually do like Billy Gunn. He still got it. He does. His his kids are trying, man. They look just like him, or at least the one that wears the long tights. I don't know his name. But yeah. It's like copy and paste. It's not only that, like the one looks like him and the one acts like he used to. One yeah. is, and... Uh, it's like it's like they split Billy down the middle and made two little clones, and then yeah, one's the personality, one's the physical. Um, I I hope I, I they're good, they're talented, but I mean they're getting the rub from their dad. I don't know how long they can go with it. Not, I think they could be great. Uh, they're, they're good. They got talent, but I don't know. It seems like they're saddling a lot of these people with older wrestlers in hopes that it gives them that rub, and it's not. No, it's not helping. It, it, it the gun show. I think it's cool. You know, I, I think his kids have talent. 
I just think putting Billy in there as well is kind of just like, uh, all right, you know, but not that he can't wrestle. It's just like, uh, I've seen this before. Yeah. But speaking of someone who I don't know about you, but uh, they had Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. How did you feel about that? I felt I felt like I was supposed to like it a lot more. <laughs> like I like Cassidy, but I don't understand why this needed to happen. Well, they had their whole shtick, you know, kick, delete, kick, delete. Something yeah, for the just, crowd to chant. Yeah, it's, it was, and then even, I mean, Cassidy trying to do the twist of fate. Like, I was kind of sitting there going, I kind of want Cassidy to do more moves like this. You know what I mean? Get a little more animated on some, but it goes against the gimmick. So Cassidy's making, Cassidy came up with this gimmick and it's him and it works and, I, I love Orange Cassidy. Maybe it's just the fact that I think Matt Hardy's starting to lose it. Great mind for wrestling. Just Well, two things. For one, Matt Hardy, his nose was busted open. And I feel like he's gotten more injuries in AEW in like the two years he's been here than almost in his t- entire WWE career. Remember Sammy Guevara? Oh, yeah. That, that horrible, horrible concussion that they yeah. made him work through, essentially. Yeah, and then that, the nose thing from last night. And then, yeah, I'm glad, kind of glad you mentioned that about Matt Hardy. I looked at him and I'm like, like someone else, we'll get to him later. I think you can stop now. Like you're great as a manager and maybe a creative asset, but you can still go in the ring, but it's like, I've seen it already. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Matt Hardy is, he's reverting back. He's trying to do the big money Matt that made him a big deal in impact. Mm-hmm. But that like, he's going in reverse. You know, he's doing what Edge did. <laughs> the only difference is Edge is doing it a lot better. You know, at this point, like, I want to see Matt Hardy either stay in AEW and, and kind of slowly retire and fade out, or I would like to see him go back to WWE again. And let's get the Hardy reunion right this time, you know, him and Jeff Hardy. And let's just call it a career. I, I'm, I'm thinking almost the fact that, Jeff, well, I think Jeff just signed another contract like last year. Yeah, he's not going anywhere, so. No, I mean, Jeff Jeff is being smart with it in the fact that I think he's like, I got a family, I got this, I'm just going to stay in this steady job where I know I'm going to be this, and Matt still has higher aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Matt was always the mind, Jeff was always the talent. I hate to say it like that, but, like, Jeff is probably, well, here's the Jeff Hardy is a fantastic in-ring guy. I mean, dude, when he was sober, he was fantastic. I mean, we all saw the Sting match with him. And that was, mm-hmm. and I think Matt Hardy was always the technician and just being the technician, and now he's trying to do bigger bumps and stuff when he hasn't conditioned his body to do it. Maybe that's why he's getting more injured. It just feels like he's been more reckless as a late. Yeah. But no, um, I kind of want Matt just to become – let him become, yeah, a manager. Let him be the J.J. Dillon in the new Four Horsemen type thing. Not the actual Four Horsemen, but I mean, like, don't make him wrestle anymore. Just let him sit there and talk. You know, yeah, be the manager moment. for a private party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and private party is a great team. I think they're kind of being not buried, but just not, they don't have that shine on them like they should, you know? I like their old gimmick, to be honest, where they were like the, the club scene and all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Like the street prop, the, them, the street profits like came out at the same time. And no, they, 
and now yeah i'm not i'm not into this gimmick but at least they can show their talent right and you know uh one going back to rampage and this episode we saw jamie hater versus red velvet uh, jamie hater i'm not gonna lie when they debuted her or not debuted her, when she came back to help Britt baker i thought it was blonde becky lynch for, a, for like <laughs> half a second i did they, they look alike they do they do um I keep forgetting how little Red Velvet is. Like, I saw her in the match, and I was just like, man, I can put this little girl in my pocket. (laughs) Um, I mean, they need as many females as they can on AEW, but the thing is, is they have to get everyone away from Brit. Only because haters, I mean, she's good in the ring. She's better than a lot of the other people. Um, And I don't know. I just Brit Brit's going to be a face. Oh, well, she is a face, but she's yeah. like in denial or at least the company is. Make her a face, have her win on her own, everything like that and she'll be the biggest. She could be a Becky Lynch for them because the crowd loves her that much. Yeah, I know this is uh, me going back to maybe a couple of weeks ago, but that's something where I think could be a, that could be a dream match. Brit Baker versus Becky versus Charlotte. That would be awesome. Uh-huh. But the thing is, Baker will be in WWE one day. I do. I possibly. I I think think, from now, like 10 years from now. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I think. um, I think Brit's reaction in Pittsburgh is on par, not the same, but like. How about it? She gets a similar reaction in Pittsburgh than Punk gets in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, the favorite son, the favorite daughter, like just that big pop. Um, JBL in Texas, Ron, uh, Ron Simmons in Florida, around Florida State, because being in Seminole, like she got a reaction out of that. She's thrown out first pitches. She's a she's a face. Make her a face and then make her the face of even though she already is the face of their women's division. Um, they need to start. They need to start acquiring a lot of talent to start putting in more uh, people to face her to make her look better, you know? Yeah, because she's doing, like I, we talked about it last time, Chris Statlander. Now, who, which they're getting a match at all out, and that's going to be awesome. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, and then after that, the talent just starts dropping by, like, five feet each. Mm-hmm. No, no, no height joke for Red Velvet on that one, but she's very, but like you said, then where's Jade? Like, we have, <laughs> and, you know, just... AEW still still a toddler, you know, still learning mm-hmm. how to walk and get everything. I think just minor tweaks. Um, but no, no. And the thing is, I, I just think of mainstream popularity. Like, even if you're not, like, remember back in the day, even like when wrestling was mainstream, they had them hosting Saturday Night Live or on like some morning oh, yeah. show. I'm thinking about that era. I could easily see like, a, I don't know what morning shows they have now, Tamron Hall or or Kelly and Ryan, where they have Brett Baker, and I could see Kelly going like DMD or Kelly Ryan, like just make it more mainstream. And I can tell they want to be. That's why they had Shaq. Um, no, absolutely. I mean, Brett is probably the only person on the roster who could do it right now, where the gimmick, where the gimmick doesn't define her. You know what I mean? Um, you couldn't have Orange Cassidy on there. You couldn't have MJF. You could have Jericho. But Jericho in the ring is just Chris Jericho up to 11. 
Um, I think, yeah, I think Brit's the face. She's young, gorgeous. She's the, she could be the PR machine. No, really, yeah. And I think MJF could be to some extent. I think MJF could be if they still did like Conan. You know what I mean? Where he could just right. roll with the comedian the whole time. Because mm-hmm. MJF is great in all aspects, but you need a straight man or you need someone like he's good to bounce things on. He can do a good promo by himself, but if he's bouncing off of someone, that can reach epic levels. Right. You know, speaking of MJF, let's talk about Chris Jericho because I got some feelings about that. Okay, for what? This MJF story, it's way too long. Yes. And I thought this was the last match and no Judas and... And now we get it again. Now we're going to get it again. Why do we need to get it again? It should have ended at blood and guts. It's still going. Like it, it, it doesn't stop. It's like uh, the Medea movies or whatever. It just keeps going. <laughs> or saw. Um, yeah. Yeah. When, when they had the MJF going over Jericho, I was like, perfect. This is MJF's ready for the next step. You know, he's there. Get him go. And then Jericho comes out and he goes, if I can't beat you, it's like, God damn, why? Why Why are we doing? No, why are we doing this? Because everyone knows that Fozzie's going on tour. Fozzie has advertised. Jericho has spoken about it on social media. It's, well, I don't know. Like, I never thought I would say this, but I want the 50-something-year-old guy to win. Just, <laughs> you know. I, I, I want to see MJ. I think you should put over the younger star, though. But really, this it's almost like funny at this point how long it's been. Like it's yeah, way this too- shouldn't have been. Yeah, this shouldn't be. MJF should already be in a program with Sammy. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the, I don't know if maybe Sammy's hurt. He wasn't on TV um, this week. But yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like this at all, honestly. Um, that means we would have to hear him full time on commentary, which I don't want. It's true too. Jericho needs to just go, go be, go, uh, go be the, the front man for Fozzie, you know, or just be someone who's in the mid card. Like, just, just take it easy. Exactly. The, the inner circle isn't around much anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's when it was over, I was like, oh, thank God. And then they're like, Jericho's, you know, addressing his future. Like, okay, you know, and I thought he was going to be like, you know, I got, I got that tour coming up. Blah blah blah. None of it. Like, all right, well, we got to sit through it again, you know? Although, I need to say, Sammy, Sammy Guevara, uh, this was last week's, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears had an amazing match. They did, yeah. It had, I say this a lot, it had no business being that good. Like, Sammy could put on a good match, and I knew Spears can have good matches, but that that's getting really, that was really good um and that's why i kind of want to see sammy versus mjf yeah i know this is completely off topic but um sean spears he looks like a pineapple with the beard handsome guy but i just wanted to say that <laughs> you know it it could be a new gimmick because he has that mohawk i'm like oh interesting <laughs> just a pineapple staring at him. <laughs> All right, and then uh, there were, I think, two other matches. Um, the Varsity Blondes and the Lucha Brothers. I love the Lucha Brothers. I really, really enjoyed the match. Um, like, Lucha Brothers are flawless. Varsity Blondes, <laughs> they're so, 
there's it's just raw talent completely mm-hmm. right it's just um not pillman but i mean pillman's a star in the making like they're hyping him up i forget the other kid's name Griff um, yeah i only remember the name griff because there's like grant morrison the comic guy yeah <laughs> that's the only reason i know he's got the making like if they were to split them up i think both of these guys will be all right um mm-hmm. They, the thing is, though, is I think they'd both be good heels. Although one of them has to be the, one has to be the Michaels in the way of, uh, not in being in the Genetti. I What I'm saying is, someone's got to have the flowing blonde locks. One of them has to be, you know, that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it can't be Pillman because Pillman needs to keep that mullet going. I, I don't know why, but he does. <laughs> I feel like that's part of his character now. And then uh, was main event time, uh, Kingston, John Moxley, Darby Allen, and who else? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna I, bother. I think I think uh, I think Eddie is kind of coming to the end of his rope. He's a good wrestler. I like that he's not wrestling all the time. I mean, he's had quite a few surgeries, uh, so he he's even talked about being stiff and not being able to do the moves he once could. Um, but it's weird. Like, I think Moxley almost forgot who he was because now he's starting to get that. I just think it's being booked well without going into so much of the. I just I feel like Kingston isn't being used well anymore. Like now he's Moxley's sidekick when he was originally like he's the Mad King, you know? Yeah, I do like the two of them together, but I do think they well, remember my prediction, which I was wrong, like usual. But my prediction for All Out was the Lucha Brothers versus, versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. But obviously, they're not doing that. To me, that would be a perfect place for them. It would be a good match. But now um, Moxley's going up against... Um, he's been calling for Tanahashi this whole time. But um, yeah, I feel like this is... An, I feel like he's going to open, he's gonna open the, uh, the pay-per-view. Like that's yeah. where his match is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good match. Darby Allen is Darby Allen. Um, his in-ring style has gotten better. Um, I mean, it was a good match. No, it was, yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, I, I thought the show was good. I would give it a B plus, honestly. Yeah, I, w- I was going to, yeah. Yeah, I'd go with a B simply because, well, actually, that's got no problem on the show. I'm just saying the booking starting to bother me with um, Mox, because like you said, Moxley should be higher up in the card. Yes, this was the main event, but was this a main event that everyone wanted to see? Was this something that, you know, um, I don't know. I do want to see um, like them as a tag team, maybe go after the tag team titles. Well, right. Like, I like the two-man wrecking crew they did when... Um, they were going after the elite and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them be these just hoodlums. You want to use the term, you know? Uh, and then I kind of like that. Let let Eddie wear his hat, wear those chains all the way down the ring. Like, that's the Eddie I like, you know? I don't like Eddie in a singlet. <laughs> that bothers the crap out of me. <laughs> I think I may have said this before, but I would love to see a re- reality TV show or some kind of YouTube channel 
where it's just Eddie Kingston and John Moxley just going on adventures. Oh yeah, or like even reviewing restaurants, like <laughs> like not the good ones either, <laughs> like just like oasises in the road, you know, just like oh here's Mama G's, oh look at this, it's got biscuits and great, you know, like just it would be fun. Uh, Kingston's got a great personality. If the in ring stuff ever does start going away, that man could be a commentator. That man could be everything. Yeah, I could see him as a commentator. Which, by the way, speaking of commentary. I guess I was wrong about this too. They're keeping the four announcers for Rampage. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Is it always going to be those four? I don't know because Jericho wasn't on. They had Jim Ross instead. Which JR is good. Um, Jericho's great on announcing, but yeah, he screams the whole time. Yeah, and my um, thing is he needs to take a note from JR. You scream for when something's exciteful. Like, you don't scream like, oh my God, he just tagged in. Like, if it's like, Darby Allen's coming to make the save. Oh my God, it's Darby freaking Allen. Like that's when you get excited. You don't get excited for every little thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's They need to get Excalibur off just because I'm tired of Excalibur always telling us how he knows this wrestler. Guy wrestled them in 2001 and, and we had a great match in the barn outside of Wyoming. You know, you're just like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> Remember uh, Alice Malachi Black? That's Tommy End, but it's not Tommy End. I know Tommy End. I wrestled Tommy End in 2001. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He, I was wondering what he was going to say about punk. I was glad nobody said anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Excalibur just comes off like, I don't know. He's, he's fine. He is, but like if you're asking who the weakest announcers are, it's Excalibur every time. You like how he says pile driver though. Pile driver. Like he puts it in two words. Well, he, he also like goes very, very, how could I put it? Like he goes very over the top, like who run can run. <laughs> just yeah. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Why wouldn't that be it? <laughs> but overall, AEW is good. Um, I'm going to say, let's, let's get the weak part out of the way NXT because I thought NXT was awful and I completely agree with Mr. McMahon it needs a reboot now um yeah um the cross Samoa Joe match was just okay um I wasn't it was good it was good to see Joe do the muscle buster again um but Walter the Walter that match, match I liked. That, that's match of the year right there well yeah it, it's a contender up there um I think this made them both look um, amazing. Like, no, did you see his chest and like everything? Oh yeah, and that's the thing. Like, Walter works extremely stiff. He's extremely tough. He has that. He gives off that tough man vibe. I don't know if he goes to the main roster after this or if he continues on NXT UK. I could see either one happening and I could see either one working like him versus Brock would actually be decent. It would be, but I don't see Mr. McMahon doing that at all. Like I just see him looking at Walter and being like, eh. See Walter. I mean, he's the powerhouse, you know, he's exactly what McMahon loved all throughout the eighties. Like that's a big John stud type thing. He's not as tall or a freak show. Not saying stud was a freak, but like he wanted the biggest and the baddest. Like Walter is up there. Um, yeah, every other 
yeah, no, NXT was terrible. Um, the Walter match is the best. Thing. They're usually great. The Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole match, like, I don't know. O'Reilly, I think, I think they're going to write off Adam Cole. Honestly, I think he he's gone. I, I think we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, honestly, man, if he if that was it. I mean, he really went out with a whimper on that, but at least he put over one of his good friends. Um, NXT and WWE, who, WWE as a whole needs to lock down Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Um, for no other reason than he's a great technician. Um, but I don't think they will. I think, I think they'll let everyone in NXT leave and, uh, they're going to start all over with just extremely massive 20 year olds who just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a pessimist with it. I feel like this will be a future uh, podcast episode, the rise and fall of NXT. And it's, it's a shame because NXT was so good for, for a long time. And then just, they started taking people's first names away. They started, you know, just, um, no, I, yeah, it was just, I, I gave that whole event like a C and that's simply because the only saving grace was Walter. A C minus for me. Because I'm not even kidding. Other than that Walter match and the cross match, which I thought was really not well done, I was looking at my phone the whole time. So it didn't have my attention. Yeah, which is a shame because normally for an NXT event, I'm glued. They mm-hmm. brought a good story. But maybe it's the fact that we knew Cole probably wasn't staying with that he was probably going to lose. And I maybe that's what they did because, honestly, it just didn't seem like anyone gave a shit. No. But what about NXT this week? Do you feel like it was an improvement or? No. Mm. Yeah. Other than the Ted DiBiase, Cameron Grimes, it was the same thing where I'm like, I'm like this. Freaking. And and so Cameron's going to have to evolve as a character now, even more. And I'm stoked. Um, Dunn and Samoa Joe could have a great match. Um, Rumor is that WWE is throwing money at Dunn to keep him, Mm -hmm. which is smart. Um, no, uh, even this week's episode was weak. Um, not as bad, but I just, I don't know where they go from here. You have Samoa's Joe as a champ. Like, okay. You know, um, Thatcher's out for indefinitely right now. He's in bad shape. Um, then you have, uh, what is his name? They didn't have anything really solid. You know what I mean? A lot of it feels like this is um, bridge work. Yeah. Like, all right, hang on. We're, we're getting to a bigger thing. We're just going to push everyone over there. Like Danny Birch and only Lorcan came back. That was great. Um, I don't know. It's fun to see what that group does. Because if you're not going to have Undisputed Era, if you're not going to have the Diamond Mind, which at this pay, at this, why would you keep it? You know what I mean? I would scrap it, honestly. The Diamond Mine is the QT Marshall of WWE. (laughs) Um, Put Roddy and Kyle O'Reilly together. I would just put them on the main roster as a tag team, honestly. Just, yeah. I don't see any other way of going about it. I don't think either of them survive. 
they should, but I don't see either of them surviving on the main roster. Yeah. Unless they go to 205 Live, which I don't even think that's a thing anymore. No. Maybe maybe they'll make main event like the third show. <laughs> maybe that'll be their big thing now. Like, oh, there's Raw SmackDown, the main event. Like, oh, yeah. Um, no, I, I gave this week's show a C as well. Um, but a tentative C. It could go up. This could be the first step in a nice, um, I don't know. No, the whole situation's got me flustered because I, you know, I love NXT. Like, that was one of my favorite things. Like, Raw and SmackDown were sucking for so long. I was like, that's fine. Wednesday night, here comes NXT, you know? And now even that's starting to just kind of let me down. Yeah, we, we just can't have anything, man. Mm-mm. Mr. McMahon, he giveth and taketh away. He does. He does. And and the sad thing is, is um, I, I wonder, <laughs> I still have to what if Triple H leaves and buys Impact? Like, then there you go, you know? <laughs> He's got you know, enough. You know, that, that you remind me, uh, uh, Impact is in the news. Um, Braun Strowman, or apparently Bray Wyatt, people are talking about them going there. So they're bound for glory is coming up. Mm-hmm. And one of them said Braun for glory. And they went, uh-oh, what did I say? Like, brought attention to it so it wasn't a slip. Mm-hmm. So I could see Strowman showing up there and being their resident monster. Yeah, and speaking of, um, while we're on the subject of impact, I feel like we should have a uh, like a little maybe tagline or whatever. Say something, no, no. Make an impact about impact. Like we just mentioned it a little bit because they need some help. Uh, so <laughs> remember Christian was the TNA champion and the impact champion? Yeah. So now he's just the impact champion. They got rid of the TNA title, even though they have not been Which TNA. Because it always confused the hell out of me. Yeah, they finally got rid of it. And what was it? Uh, Moose is going to be the contender for uh, Christian now? Yeah. Which I'm surprised Moose resigned with um, Impact. I mean, Moose is scary. So, uh, they he uh, honestly, Moose can put on good matches, and obviously Christian can outwork everybody, but not outtalk anybody. Um, I think, I think, I think that could be good for him. And and like now you're building traction with Impact. You know, uh, okay. you put. You know, if you put Braun on there, now you have Braun versus Christian or Braun and Moose. And, like, you start building that roster little by little. Um, I'll have to see if I can get uh, – I think they're on AXS. So I'll have to find a way to – I think I might have them with uh, the cable. but No, they're on it now, but six months from now, will they still be on it? That's the question. Well, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it is. They 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 lost all that one deal they lost because of Vince Russo. They had the thing of. I do of, have a theory. Yeah. I do have a theory that Impact will outlive us all. It's it's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see what happens now because that's been a long. What was it? It's been around longer than WCW. It's been mm-hmm. around. I mean, Ring of Honor is still around, so that hasn't outlasted. But guy. Impact even outlived Global Force Wrestling, which their belt somehow ended up in TNA Impact as well. 
Yeah, um, don't talk about that period with Global Force Wrestling. That's when I really gave up. I'm like, you're having a feud with a wrestling company that doesn't even exist. <laughs> but you're saying we're going to exist one day. Yeah, it was like uh, back in way, way back in uh, the mid, well, later 90s when uh, Cornette came out with the NWA champion, NWA tag team champions. And it was Jeff Jarrett. Oh, it was the North American champion, NWA North American champion, and then the tag champions. And they came in and tried to throw around stuff on Raw. And it was just why? <laughs> Um, well, let's go with SummerSlam real quick. All right, yeah, because SummerSlam was an amazing show. I for, um for some things, yes. Oh no, uh, Edge and Rollins. To me, um, match wise, Edge and Rollins was great. Um, yeah, it's better than I thought it was going to be. It finally is bringing Seth Rollins back to the point of like how much I like him. Mm-hmm. Um, like I like the character now. It it was slipping for a while. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that match. And that brood entrance was awesome. It was badass. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted Gangrel to come with them. Um, obviously he didn't. And apparently he was going to come on AEW too and do the brood entrance, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Edge did it. Um, no, I thought, thought that match was good. Um, the scene of Roman Reigns match was a classic like that. Easily one of the better matches of uh, Cena's career. Yeah, John Cena looks a lot skinnier. He looks like 2003 John Cena now. He's definitely lost muscle mass or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, when you live your life a quarter mile at a time, you can't really, you know, he's now he's fast and furious. And you can't be fast, furious, and muscular. And he looked a little pasty. I don't know if that's just me. No, he is. He, I mean, he looked like Ernest. But <laughs> he's... Like yeah, he st- he put on a hell of a match. The crowd was white hot. Um, they were in on all of it. You know what I mean? They were just excited to soak that in. Um, the cross chants were. I mean, anytime you can get the cross chants going, <laughs> it's magic. Um, Roman going over was something we all knew was going to happen, but at the same time, they had that little bit of disbelief that maybe they do take the belt off soon, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and then with, uh, with, uh, Brock coming out, I was like, okay. Yeah. I loved it. I love samurai Tekken Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I think I sent you a picture. Yeah. <laughs> the onion. He looks like an onion. <laughs> People were also putting him next to Dean Ambrose right after he left the shield. And they're like, he evolved. <laughs> they had him in Pokemon balls. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the black tank top and the jeans. <laughs> the blue jeans. <laughs> they said they're making um, that Lesnar is going to be a face. He's going to be working the face role. Um, apparently, his contract is for about a year and a half or eight matches or over eight matches. And um, unfortunately, one's going to be in Crown Jewel. Oh, yeah. Because apparently, that needs to happen again. I, sweet Saudi Arabian money. Which I don't understand at all. Mm-hmm. I understand the, I understand the language of, of money and I know that they want lots of it, but with what happened last time and what's happening all over the place right now, that's not the best idea. Plus half of their talent isn't even allowed to be there. How come? The women aren't allowed to wrestle. Is that why they had uh, Natalia wear that Catwoman outfit where it was like yes. everything was covered? Okay. 
And that's also why the first time they did Crown Jewel, they had the first ever women's only pay-per-view because it was about empowerment. No, it wasn't. It was because WWE got called out on the fact that all the men were getting paid for this event and none of the women were allowed to wrestle there. So now all of a sudden they got their own event and they were like being progressive and no, you're not. You're being extremely pandering to people who deserve it, not deserve the pandering, but deserve that's how like we shouldn't, they shouldn't go to Saudi Arabia and do these stupid paper. It's just terrible. Well, I just pictured like some Saudi Arabian print and he's like, Goldberg, bring him to me. <laughs> but I'm retired. No, no, you bring him to me. Well, the thing is, so my, my big problem with it is McMahon always wants, uh, you know, tribute to the troops, tribute to the troops, all this. And now we're, now we're going to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> is this, I don't think this is where we're supposed to be right now. You know, like, and not only that, it's literally for a Saudi prince. It's literally for a Saudi prince. <laughs> like, yeah. we have now become Ringling Brothers. And we, I mean, as WWE fans or whatever, now this is Ringling Brothers. So now we're going to pull up at this shop and put out in a great show. And then hopefully, hopefully the prince doesn't decide, no, you can't leave again this time. Because what was it? Last time it was two days. Yeah. And then they, I wouldn't want to say they were hostage, but they had trouble with their planes. And Mr. McMahon pretty much said, screw everybody. You know, I'm going to go on my own with my family and take Roman with me. And we're going back to the States. Mm-hmm. That happened too. And Brock had his own plane too. And Brock took some people back on his. But yeah, the majority of them, uh, actually a lot of them are released now. <laughs> a lot of them are wrestling yeah. for other companies. Um, no, it's ridiculous. Um, but I mean, those two matches were great. The Bianca Belair. Sasha, I had heard Sasha was pulled from house shows. I was told she's, you know, they were talking on Twitter all day. She's not going to wrestle. The Rona? Does she have the Rona? There has been nothing said. I have not seen anything more about why she wasn't there. Interesting. Maybe they had, maybe they had a couple more scenes to film for um, the book of Bubba Fett. When she was gone that whole time, I honestly was like, I know they're filming Mandalorian scenes for Boba Fett. Maybe this is. But do you feel like that's bad? Like if they know she's filming stuff for Boba Fett or whatever, doesn't, isn't that false advertising? Card subject to change. (laughs) (laughs) At the bottom of every one of their promo things, card subject to change, you know, no one shows up and it's all local talent. And Toby Keith is the referee. And you're like, Oh, well, there it is. That's Jeff Jarrett booking right there. <laughs> right in the very small, fine print. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. I was so happy to see Becky Lynch come back. She looked great. She lost a lot of weight, but still looks great. And, you know, I, I missed her, to be honest. She's one of my favorite female wrestlers. But here's the thing. I hated what they did with Bianca Belair. For one, I hate to use this term. It's way overused. They buried Bianca Belair. They did the Kofi Kingston thing where she was buried, in my opinion, and I know what they were going for. And from my understanding, they want Becky Lynch to be a heel. Now that's what I've been reading. So that's why they had Bianca lose that way. But here's the thing. It's that Britt Baker thing again. Even if they wanted to be the heel, they cheered her that night. And she's still going to be, a, she's still going to, she's going to be the anti-hero. Right. And my thing is, why can't they just have a competitive match? I think, uh, to me, this is, this is the only way I could see them spinning it 
is the fact that Bianca was prepared for Sasha. She had a game plan for Sasha. And then Carmella came out and that tossed her. And then Becky came in and she was not prepared for someone on that level. And while it would bury Carmella for a moment, it would at least make it seem like uh, Bianca is that prepared. All right, I have this game plan. I have this game plan. And then, you know, Becky comes out and you don't know what to do, you know. Um, but also, when did Becky get a rock bottom? That was, I yeah, would, was, I think she's still limited because I don't know, maybe she has ring rust. I felt like she was very limited. Maybe that's why they did it too. It ring could rust. be. Mm-hmm. I, so I was sitting on my couch. My boys were awake. It was Saturday, you know, we're watching. And someone texted me and I went back to text them back. And I looked down and I heard the bell ring twice. <laughs> and we looked up. I was like, the hell happened? And my buddy's dying. He's like, she hit her with a rock bottom. Bianca's done now. I was like, how does that do anything? And so, um, but Bianca like walking away and just staring at her in disbelief makes me think that they'll go with the, I didn't have a plan for her thing. Um but it's WWE and anything can change at any given moment. Yeah, me personally, like I'm not a booker or anything, but why couldn't they just make it a triple threat and Bianca is outside the ring and they pin Carmella? That would have protected uh, both. That would have gotten Carmella done, which she's fine. Like she's, Carmella doesn't need a belt. Carmella's always going to be Carmella, and, and which is fine. Um, yeah, I, I, it's good to see Becky back. It's I'm interested to see what they'll do with Bianca because I feel that Bianca has been doing such a great job. Um, I could see there being a three-way coming soon with Sasha, Becky, and Bailey. Uh, ba- Bailey. I would love that too. Um, yeah. Bianca, because Sasha was gone for whatever reason. Um but again, like I, like I said in the beginning, with um, Seth on SmackDown and Becky was on Raw, they had to find a way for Becky to go back and um, on to SmackDown to be with the husband. From what I hear, USA and NBC are pissed at WWE right now. I don't know why NBC has anything to do with it. Oh, because it's Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so apparently everyone's pissed at WWE right now. But other than that, um, oh, uh, Riddle, RK Bro, they won the tag team titles, which I'm happy about. I, I thought like it that. was great. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who this tag team benefits more. I don't. Um, it, it get Rod, Riddle gets a little Orton rub, which is great for anyone. And then Orton gets to have a silly angle in a way, Mm -hmm. not an angle, but like he gets to be kind of goofy or whatever. And I, like I said, I want them to have Randy get really comfortable, let his guard down and for Riddle to turn on him. I I just, that's the best way to go because Orton always turns on everyone. I would love for Orton to finally put his guard down and have someone snack him up. You know, you think they would do that with Riddle of all people though? I think it would be, I think I would like them to just because I think Riddle could be one of their next big stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Riddle 
they need to keep reminding people that he's a legitimate fighter. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And if they could tell people that, and then you have Goldberg versus Riddle, apparently they squashed their beef, but still, like Riddle is a legitimate badass. Like, I would love to see Riddle turn on Orton and become this very just not not even Lesnar healed, but just have him still talk the way he does, but just as a disrespectful, just disrespectfully. And I think he's a he's a great heel at that point then. Like a douchey frat boy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or just the dumb jock, you know, like just just a douchey jock. Because he's doing that Jay, Jay and Simon Bob type character. Right. And and just do it where he's cocky and you know, I think it'd be great. I do also love uh, Orton beating almost with his scooter, the big <laughs> scooter. I thought that was great. <laughs> I just um, I like that. Um, I Nakamura came out and I didn't know what was happening. I was like, oh, I didn't know he had a match. Oh, he didn't. They were just doing it so Pat McAfee would get up and dance, which I am all for. I love Pat McAfee, except for. Except for one t- one day, one day I didn't like Pat McAfee, and that's when he beat the crap out of my Bears for the for the uh, Super Bowl. So I, uh, <laughs> all other days, love Pat McAfee. That one day, love Pat McAfee. You know he um, has COVID now. Yeah, well, it sounds like a lot of them are getting it now. Uh, who else? Well, oh, actually, no, never mind. That was all NFL when I was reading it because <laughs> McAfee okay. got it. A couple from the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> So that means Michael Cole might have to get tested. Oh, God. I hope someone just shoves it up a little further up his nose and we don't have to hear him talk for a while. Like it's all the way in his brain. Uh, you still don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up with a weird, like, Somali accent. Like, I, I'd, I'd dig it. You know, it'd be, it'd be a new layer of his character. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was on? So I was hoping to some extent, because honestly, Lashley and Goldberg was the biggest waste of time I'd ever seen. Um, (laughs) Goldberg is Goldberg. I don't know what's happening, but it uh, maybe looked this way to you. Does it seem like he didn't give a shit? Like when he was throwing Lashley and stuff, it was almost too recklessly. It's been like that for the last three and a half years. Yeah. When Lashley almost landed on his head, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> and, it, and then, like, I, he did that in the, <laughs> the ending where Lashley just punishes Goldberg's son. I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> you know, like, fuck Shivani's kid. <laughs> fuck, fuck Arn Anderson. Fuck Brock Anderson. <laughs> fuck Goldberg's kid. Fuck them all. <laughs> I don't want Ray any Mysterio's more. Like, kid. Huh? Ray Mysterio's kid. Yeah, Dominic. Oh my God, we had to watch them fight again. <laughs> I, am yeah, so I think good. Dominic is going to turn on his father. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And hopefully, when he does, he doesn't wear the dumb little hoodie thing in there. Mm-hmm. Find the type of wrestler you are. If you're the long tights guy, great. If you're the short tights, great. But stop switching and don't wear a hood. Just like Incredibles, no capes. This one, no hoods. Actually, it. McMahon probably loved more hoods, just not the kind uh, Dominic's wearing. Um, I don't know. It, it, I, I don't want any more Uso. I don't want any more Uso Mysterio matches anymore. 
I'm done with that. I'm so done with them. <laughs> that's like the, that's WWE's version of the MJF Jericho feud, where it's just like, okay, enough. We got it. We got it. We got. It. I don't care who wins anymore. Like just watch them do it tomorrow night on SmackDown again. You don't do that because now I'm going to watch it and I'm going to scream at the TV the whole time. We don't need this. Um, Another thing we don't need, and I I literally was like, oh my god, not this again. Charlotte Flair is women's champion. Like my yeah. god. And Rhea Ripley, I feel like Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair has been just as long, if not longer, mm-hmm. than Jericho and MJF. I'm hoping that this gets them away because it looks like they're going to have Rhea and Nikki team up. Not sure why that's a thing. Well, but I would like it. They're, they're different. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Um, Hopefully, and they beat Sasha, or not Sasha, uh, Shayna and Nia, which... It's great because Nia is kind of a liability. I don't find her entertaining at all. Um, Shayna, I really like. So here's hoping she can be another contender for, uh, like her versus Charlotte would actually be pretty good. It would, yeah. I miss uh, vampire Shayna Baszler, speaking of the brood earlier. Remember <laughs> when she was like biting people's necks, Becky's yeah. neck? And it wasn't even the right part of the neck. Like, who bites back here? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... Did you think you were a cat and they were your young? Just pick them up and <laughs> pick up. Sorry, Shana's Shana's got a weird mental disorder where she starts thinking she's random parts of the animal kingdom. We just have to calm her down every once and again. But Mr. McMahon always does this. He has to take someone from NXT and just give them a little tweak. For her, it was a vampire. For Ricochet, it was that little pew noise. It's always something. And now Karrion Cross looking like uh, Mad Max. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Within that had to be a recycled demolition mask. Mm-hmm. Like it, it and uh, what character was it that Sean Connery played that had the stupid suspense? Oh yeah, <laughs> um, it was ridiculous. I yeah, those suspenders like he's had a Chippendales or something. Yeah, and they broke in the first like five seconds. Yeah. Also, still no Scarlet. So I know you're kind of losing it on them on that part. Um. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Kerry. He don't get across in ring looking good, but well, we knew he was going to lose the titles to Joe. It was very predictable. We predicted that yeah. weeks ago. He would need to because I mean he was already having feuds on the main roster as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know why everyone has to have accessories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, are we getting back to the old WWE? The Early 90s WWF, everyone has a gimmick. Duke the Dumpster Drosy, um, the Goon, uh, Akeem, the African Dream, which I still don't know how the hell that was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just are we getting back to this where everyone's going to have an over-the-top gimmick? I mean, um, Alexa Bliss, her, her gimmick, I'm kind of done with it. Um, the only thing that would make me interested now, and I'm going to say it, I hope I don't speak it into existence, but I have a feeling Lily will um, possess Dewdrop, and Dewdrop will start dressing like Lily. Um, I'm afraid that's going to happen. I also was afraid that uh, that was going to happen to Nikki. Um, now, I, these gimmicks are getting a little too hard. Like Rick Boog by... That is a 90s game. Like, I swear, there was a guy back in the 90s who had a WWF guitar. It was a electric guitar, and the WWF logo was the main part of it. I think this is where we're going back to. 
And you know, that reminds me, Elias is getting a new character. I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah, yeah, which is a shame. I like the Elias character, but yeah, they focus so much on the music aspect that everyone forgot he could wrestle. Uh, speaking of forgetting, Jackson Riker's been off TV for a while. I'm cool with it, but... Um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and they were pushing him, yeah. <laughs> I think it was one little swole called him Little Hogan. Or Big Swole, sorry, Big Swole called him Little Hogan. All of a sudden, Jackson Riker was off TV for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Ah. All in all, um, there was something else on uh, SummerSlam. I'm trying to remember another one of the matches. It was for stereos, all that. I don't think the SmackDown titles were up. No, the, yeah, that was the Usos. The Raw Tag Champs. Matt Riddle. Yeah. I guess. Oh, uh, Damian Priest beating Sheamus. Um, oh, yeah, for the U.S. title. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Priest... Um, and then the following on Raw, when he came out to answer Lashley's challenge, I was like, it makes perfect sense. You know, like, I like that right off the bat. They want to start having more people that could look like a legitimate threat to Bobby Lashley. Damian Priest is up there. So was Walter, honestly. And another thing they had, too, was Sheamus versus Jinder Mahal. Oh, yeah. No, it was Drew McIntyre versus, versus Jinder. Wait, what, what did I say? You said Seamus. Seamus, yeah. I mean, they, they all wear kilts. I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. And and Jinder couldn't bring his friends with him to the ring, but Drew could still bring that just huge sword that he named after his dead mother. I think one of those were more. Uh, I think, you know, they're just not the same. You know, <laughs> one was an accessory. The other are people. But don't, don't let the man go down there with a huge ass sword. The sword is okay, not the people. Yeah, exactly. The people could hurt somebody. <laughs> um, I think I think gender needs to be banished to main event and make room for someone on the main roster that could or just leave a roster spot open and bring someone up. Because... Jinder's not really good in the ring. He never gets a good story. Yeah, because what's his story now? The they go back to 3MB and you broke my plastic motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, the bone of the Loch Ness monster was turned into a sword that that Drew McIntyre oh, yeah. named after his dead mother. Okay. This sword is getting a better backstory than half of the talent in the in the <laughs> lock. That story that sword is like the the best character right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna watch one day, and that sword and Lily are gonna get together, and it's gonna kill everybody. That's how they'll reboot Raw. <laughs> a fucking doll will wink again, and oh, there we go. You know, speaking of the doll, and we we mentioned Bray Wyatt earlier. Uh, you notice they teased tension during the Dark Order. Yeah, I think they're gonna take them off TV for maybe a few months. And then they bring them back with Bray Wyatt. And they're because there's nothing dark about the Dark Order right now. So I think they're gonna take them off TV, let people forget about them. They come back with Bray Wyatt, and they really are that dark, dark group. Well, so my thing is this: like Johnny Silver, can he be dark, dark? You know what I mean? Like remember Evil Luno and them? They were all, Ugh. and Johnny's like this little Johnny Hungy character. Does he go? 
on does he fit the mold of the new darker order if they use that name i swear but <laughs> is it the, i mean or do, do they go out and they team with hangman and evil uno and them come out with bray you know i mean mm-hmm. or does dark order come back with hangman um the one thing since punk made his debut is i have not seen colt that dark order thing yeah but like even there, he Colt wasn't talking anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> he sit there like, oh, I really wonder if everything's all right there. You know, mm-hmm. you stay on that side of the locker room. I stay on my side. Mm-hmm. Like before, was it the night before? All out. There's a softball game going on with a bunch of meet and greets with AEW. So like uh, Cassidy's there, um, Sean Spears, all that. And it says, and Colt Cabana. And I just started laughing. I was like, Cabana will always do this. And he's an amazing liaison. He's a great face. Tech. Like, this is what he's great with. Um, but like, you're just like, damn, man, you, <laughs> you're riding high with the Dark Order. A buddy who screwed you over that everyone's still friends with. He comes now, now you're now you're doing softball games. <laughs> like the gun club is at the barbecue that's going to happen a couple hours prior. And, and, and you're going to, you know, but I honestly hope that everything's fine and that they bury that. That's a, that's a big hatchet to bury though. Like, yeah. I mean, um, but no, I would love it if the dark order came back darker. Um, I just don't know what to do with it. I mean, do you, t- do you change the name? Do you. The order. Or how about the Nightmare Factory? That's already taken. <laughs> yeah, it's already taken and describes QT Marshall. <laughs> um. So all in all, what what was your biggest high spot during the two weeks we've been gone? Or I'm sorry, the week we were gone and then this past week that we're talking about. What was your biggest high spot? What was what were what was the big thing that you liked out of all of this? Oh, easily CM Punk. That was yeah. I was gonna say as soon as I said it, I'm like, our vote's gonna have the same one. And um, no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Punk that set a tone. Um, the rating shot up. Uh, people were talking about, like I said, my sister's boyfriend even started liking it so much to the point where we might be going to the dynamite before all out. Uh, just on the fact that it's his birthday and there's still a lot of tickets available for the dynamite. Oh, cool. And it's really uh inexpensive to go to dynamite like if you were to go because rampage is at the united center and those tickets are like 170 around there mm-hmm. at dynamite which is at the sears center which is where all out is it's like 35 bucks oh, i mean cool. it's top i mean it's top seats but it's a smaller arena so mm-hmm. i i might be uh jumping and going to see that i think that'd be kind of fun yeah i would see aew they've been to miami twice or they're coming twice. Yeah, I remember they came, but but um, you know, I don't feel like going out to such big things just yet. <laughs> well, we just started getting the mask mandate back again, so we'll see. We'll see how long all this lasts. Well, I'm a little hesitant on going, but at the same time, I have N95 masks in with fabric, so I work all day with a mask on anyway. Yeah. And other than that, Brock Lesnar. That was my other. I think I liked the Brock Lesnar. Well, I don't know. The Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch, I like the same. Can't say. 
but I'm going to well, go with maybe yeah. Brock. Right? The, Brock was big. Um, I think Becky's return was a little bigger for me than Brock because I haven't had Brock just bashed over my head the whole time. <laughs> like I should, I'm sorry, I haven't had Becky bashed all over my head the entire time because. I mean, let's face it. Brock was shoved on all of us for a while. But I, I, I'm only going to say Becky because I did predict he would come back, but I thought Brock Lesnar would come back and have a stare down with Bobby Lashley, not Roman Reigns. I I really thought, yeah, I thought Lesnar was going to go to Raw as well because that's where he was. Um, but him and Becky both decided to show up on SmackDown. I think Paul Heyman makes the story bigger for Roman. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, do you think Lesnar wins the title at uh at Royal uh at Crown Jewel? Oh God, I I don't know. We have to ask the Saudi Prince, but um, I I really want Roman Reigns to win, but to have a high moment, I I think Brock Lesnar could win, just so Roman Reigns could get it back. But I really want to see Roman Reigns retain. Yeah, I could see. Or if it's just a flat-out grudge match, I don't care about the belt. I just want to beat your ass. Like, mm-hmm. I would like to see that. A no-holds-barred um, Lesnar versus uh, Reigns. I think that would be pretty good. Now, what about the worst of the week? NXT. I, I hated NXT. I never thought I would say NXT was worse than Raw, but it actually was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really rough. Um, like, I don't know what kind of Twilight Zone this is, but I, I don't like it. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go with either that or the fact that um, Nick Khan has started going, I, I want the fans to hate me. I want, like, oh, crap. No, he wants to be a character. You know, uh, again, the eternal pessimist. I just, I don't know. I'm telling you, it's the battle of the cons. <laughs> we're going to find out they're related now. Everyone owns it all and all that. Well, if Vince Russo were writing the show, yeah, they would be related. <laughs> we got to do it, man. Or bro, bro. Swerve, bro. They're cons. They're both cons. It's in the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, all right. So now what are you hoping to see, though? Like, where, where, where? Where do you think certain elements, what do you want to see happen coming up? Like uh, storyline wise, where do you want to see some of these stories evolve to? You can pick whatever storyline you want, but. Uh, Tomorrow, you- if WWE is smart, which they're not, I think they need to open the show on SmackDown, open the show with Brock Lesnar. How they opened up with CM Punk AEW, do that with Brock Lesnar. You, you wouldn't want them to start with Becky? No, got to go with Brock Lesnar, honestly. Nope. He has the name value, so Becky can be later on. And plus, so I hope Brock comes out with a with a um a juke or a boombox again because I love the Brock party. Thought that was great. Um, now we're so I mean we obviously know that the the big picture is Roman Reigns versus Brock. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, that's what you want to happen. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> what do I think is going to happen? I think they're just going to open up like it's a regular SmackDown, have the highlights, and and the next thing you know, it'll be over. To be honest, 
I, I think that I don't know if they'll mention Brock Lesnar, but I don't think he'll be on. Yeah. He's going to have Roman Reigns cut a promo. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking simply because Heyman will be there. And the fact that Roman walked away is one thing. Um, the fact that then Brock just beat the crap out of Cena afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see Lesnar show up the following night and just let him go loose. Let him, let him talk. You know what I mean? It, he doesn't need to tell a story. The story's already there. Just let him ad lib for the most part. Right. And I could be wrong, but I think Dark Side of the Ring is coming back soon. Really? Oh, yeah. It was a mid-season, right? Yeah. Uh, they're having the plane ride from hell. That's the one I want to see. That's been the story I've wanted. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to have to start watching that. Um, Same with Heels. I was told the first episode of Heels was fantastic. Yeah, I might check that out. Uh, Stephen Amell. Yeah, yeah um, Punk's on a show. And I guess like the episodes are called like Kayfabe and the Dusty Finish and stuff like that. Like whoever wrote this are like big wrestling fans as well or studied it enough to make a script go really well with it. Yeah. So I might check that out too. I'm, I'm watching American Horror Story, separate topic, but I'm watching that now. Yeah. If Dark Side of the Ring comes back soon, then yeah, I'll be jumping on those weekly. Um, see, now, the thing I'm afraid it's going to happen is we're going to be all concentrating on Becky and Brock and all that. And I think that since there was only one main story of Roman talking on SmackDown and SmackDown has been consistently good, I'm mm-hmm. afraid that adding one little drop of Brock is going to ripple that. Like, it'll be butterfly effect. Yeah, you, put a little, you added two new elements to a working thing. Unless they take the five extra minutes of that promo or 10 extra minutes and you take out a Mysterio Uso match, then by all means do it. Yeah. But I just, I'm just get Ray and Dominic off my TV at the same time facing the Usos. Like, I'm so how tired many, of it. Yeah. And how many people are going to sit, like, if Dominic does portray Ray Mysterio? Uh, but betray, excuse me. How long can this go on for? First of all, and two, how many people do this to Rey Mysterio? They had it with Batista. They had it with Eddie Guerrero. I feel like every partner he ever has had has done something to like stab him in the back. And now what his if, own son. You know what if what if Dominic comes back and you know is like you know what I'm you know uh, I remember I know I'm not really your son blah 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 like. Fucking, you keep that. Oh, that'd be great. If he starts coming out in Latino heat gear. <laughs> I mean, it'd make a good story, but <laughs> a lot of us would be going like, oh, shit. Um, but we'd all have to just be thankful that it's not genetic and that he might not have a heart issue. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, it's. Yeah, I'd be in it. Um, Raw, I, I see no redeeming qualities yet. You know Goldberg and Lashley are going to go to Crown Jewel. That was the thing, too. It's not finished. Yeah, which it should be. Like, yeah. it should be. Should be. <laughs> like, when Brock, when Goldberg's kid got in and then, you know, Lashley did that, I was like, God dang it. <laughs> you know, just. I'm just so done with it. Like, so is Goldberg's whole gripe 
And the, and the reason why he, he wants to do this or has to do this is because he doesn't want his son to Google him and watch him. Did he say you could Google me on YouTube? I think he put two of them together <laughs> and just, so that's why he's punishing all of us <laughs> because he doesn't want his son to, well, oh, Bill, you should have had a kid when you were younger, man. Cause a lot of us are getting tired of watching just, just, it's getting sad. It's like Ric Flair in AAA. He was doing the smacks and, and the, the chops and that's great. But if someone was like, all right, good. Now throw a punch. We all know what would happen. And that's what we're getting with Goldberg yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's embarrassing. It's the same thing that I was afraid that when Darby brought Sting out, I was like, ah, oh, crap! Now they're gonna have Sting wrestle, and he's gonna he's gonna look like shit. And it's not a bash against him; it's just the fact that, that was the backhand thing. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the one thing I liked about it was Sting doing the double uh, Scorpion Deathlock. That was cool. Um, he actually went all the way down. Yeah, so like, wow, okay. And that's the thing. I think I'm hoping at least that some of these uh, elder elder statesmen here uh, will be helping the younger talent. Sting seems to be working with Darby a lot because, yeah, like you said, you could see it reflecting. Goldberg doesn't donate anything to anyone. He's he's a less toxic ultimate warrior. Honestly, he, he's in it for the money. He's extremely dangerous in the ring, and he hasn't really given anything to the business. Um, you could almost say the same with Lesnar, but Lesnar has never had a problem. Like Lesnar sells like no one's business. Um, he he's, but the thing is, is he has flat out said, "Yeah, I'm in it for the money," but that doesn't mean he makes it look bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Warrior was a terrible wrestler, and people are all about him. Like. Like Hogan was okay, you know, and then as soon as he got a little clout, then all of a sudden he wanted to be featured on TV all the time as well. Um, now we're just making this a slam on the elderly here, <laughs> but like, I don't know, I, I don't see Goldberg giving anything. It's in Lashley's no young kid either, you know, I think Lashley's in his 40s, even though he's looked exactly the same, yeah, but he, he's up there. I think the eyebrows have gotten less and less over time. Okay, <laughs> like that's that's how you can tell Lashley how old he is by how many eyelash or eyebrows hairs are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the sweatband to no sweatband. Um, I don't know. I don't see anything good with having Goldberg on TV other than the fact that for some reason, well the Saudi prince wants it. You give me Goldberg, I give you the blood money. You know, which is just terrible. Um, I don't know. I. I don't know who they're warming up Lashley for. I just hope it works. Mm-hmm. To me, I still think it should be Brock Lesnar eventually. I think it'd be cool if it was Brock the same way I think in my dream scenario. Like, let's say Roman beat. Well, you can't. I mean, you'd have to have them go one and one. You know, Roman wins once. Brock wins once. And then October comes, a draft happens, and all of a sudden now Lesnar's on uh, Raw. It's the only way I could see them doing it because if you have Lesnar lose twice and then tries to go after Lashley and beats Lashley, then or even lose. But I would like to see him. I'd like to see him drafted there in October. Uh, my big thing is 
you've seen the head of the table, you've seen the Usos. I want I want uh, Biggie to come out and challenge Roman like officially. Be like, here's where I get it. And since you have your two little guys, I'm gonna bring my guys with me. And then you have New Day versus. And I think that itself could be a huge thing because now you have the New Days and Usos who can actually put on amazing matches. Then you can have Roman and Big E have that epic fight. Well, that's why I thought Brock Lesnar would go after um, Lashley because, remember, Big E, we haven't seen him in a while, but he is technically the money in the bank holder. So I'm like, that's why I thought that's what it was going to be, where I thought Big E was not going to like secretly cash it. And I thought he was going to just be straight up and say, I'm going to cash it on this day like John Cena did. And uh, RVD, RVD did it the same yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, everyone else, it's been, it's been the heel way of doing it. Um, yeah. I think he should be the one to beat him. I think, yeah, uh, they're both young guys. Um, and they could have really good matches. Like I think too many people take, the fact that Biggie's been goofy and stuff, like he's still a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I mean just he's a little powerhouse, you know, like pretty much what they should be doing with Otis, you know, which I love what the uh academy's doing right now. Oh, Alpha Academy, yeah. I I didn't think I was gonna like it. I thought it was gonna last maybe two months and then be it. And uh that's been good. And that could lead way to new people coming in. That could be where you'd bring in there, bring in Roderick strong that way, bring him on the mate, him and Kyle O'Reilly on as part of the alpha Academy. Yeah. That could be a group. Yeah. I mean, they're all st- like, actually you can't really say Otis is technically strong <laughs> like or strong in his technical game. Like he's, he's a big, he's, he's a big dude. Who's just going to throw you around. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, I, I don't see where they're going. AEW, I see a big future. I see a lot of potential matches. With WWE, it's so up in the air that I I, ha- I don't see a light at the end of their tunnel. So I don't know which way they're headed. It's on autopilot, you know? Yeah, well, it's even scary because even when it's on autopilot, at least we can finally like get a little bit of direction where we are. We know what the matches are, but we don't know what that build's going to be. And... and and normally I like a good what's, you know, I like not knowing, but I don't like not knowing and then remembering who I'm trusting <laughs> to entertain me. And that, that's when, that's when I get worried. That's when I get a little, a little nervous. Like we make things up as we go along here. Like, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It's if they're going to reboot raw or NXT and they're going to try to divvy up a lot of this talent that, overstayed their welcome down there then yeah i say walter should be up walter should go to raw just because i think he'd be a good uh opponent for bobby lashley and pete dunn i think can go to wasn't he on the main roster once before he might have showed up once but i don't i don't know they were like england or something but i thought he was on but yeah i would put him up I would put up a lot of those people, actually. I think Dunn and Lorkin and all of them are going to stay around because what's-his-name came back. Um, oh, gosh. The British Brock. Um, yeah. Like, I think they could do some heavy damage down there as a nice heel stable. Or they go to WWE UK. Um, uh, 
Raquel Gonzalez is going up against, um, gosh, I'm forgetting all these names. It's making me sound terrible. Um, but he's going against, uh, what's her name from WWE uh, or the NXT UK girl, Case, uh, Kelsey. Um, I'll, I'll look it up now because now I feel bad. <laughs> well, I know who you're talking about. Um, the one who teamed up with um, the orange Marilyn Manson girl. Yeah. See, I'm forgetting names too. Raquel Gonzalez. All right, hang on. Let's see. Let me see. Yeah, I feel. I want to say it's like Kelsey something. Gray? No, that's not it. Raquel Gonzalez. I spoke Gonzalez. (laughs) And let me see who. um... Kaylee. Kaylee Ray. Yeah, okay. I said Kayla. So okay. Yeah, Kaylee Ray. She's um she showed up on regular uh, NXT brand. That's one of my theories. Also, is that UK and regular NXT just bond together. Oh, so you think they should get rid of NXT UK? I think that's what they might do, um, because originally uh, Triple H wanted to put one in Japan, one in you know. Yeah. And now that that's no longer on the table. I wonder if they don't go, well, forget it, then we're just going to pull everyone here and do a two-hour NXT show every week. Um, well, it already is two hours, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but that much, well, it's just with all the, I don't want to say talent as in, like, they're good, but with all the talent they could compile for NXT currently, they could put on a two-hour event and make it feel good, but, like, NXT has a great women's division and a great tag division. Um, or actually it's just the fact that I like MSK a lot, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where we head. I think next, I think next, next week we'll understand a little more and we're either going to be really, well, we're going to be confused regardless. I mean, there's still so many confusing things that are uh, left to happen. But what are you thinking? It's going to happen on SmackDown though, tomorrow. I think they try their hardest to make Becky a bad guy. That might blow up in their face. They're going to try to make Brock a good guy. That might, like, I think they're going to, there's too many experiments on there. Um, I hope Bianca comes out and clarifies stuff, kind of gives a reasoning why she lost that much or the fact that she's taken it out on herself. Like the women's title has got me more. I'm really intrigued into that situation because it's going to be more of the same for the heavyweight, which I'm fine with. Like I love Roman Reigns right now. So he could come out and just shoot the ship for the whole show and I'd be all right with it. Um, I'm really interested in where the uh, women's title goes. Um, I, like I said, personally, I would love for Bianca to come out and say, I was prepared for Sasha. I got Carmella. So mentally I was like, all right, I'm already scrambling. She's like, and then I face Becky. You know, I would like it if she put it out like a sports thing. Like, you know, I prepped for this and I haven't seen you. Like, just something like that. Um, 
I would hate for it to just be. Yeah, I was overpowered because now, oh, okay, well, now we're going to have Rocky moments here, you know, or she's going to be training in Russia next week. I just picture like Becky Lynch. She's like, oh, I know you were preparing for Sasha, but this is Sasha. She sent me this message and she shows her the phone and it's like Sasha Banks on the set of The Mandalorian just giving like a peace sign or something. (laughs) Just to mess with Bianca Bella, like just test her. I... I don't know. I'm interested in where that's headed because, like I said, we all I mean, we all know where the heavyweight thing is headed. We all know like, I don't know. I don't know how you try to make Becky a heel. Look at that. Becky and uh, Britt Baker will all be the same thing now. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. People are going to cheer. But all in all, I, I'm curious. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how they do that. I'm curious as to where NXT goes. I know it's not going to be like night and day. I know it's not going to be end of act one, beginning of, you know, I know it's not going to be that. So I'm curious on where we head from here. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think they're going to announce the reboot or like how Mr. McMahon announced the attitude era? Or do you think they're just going to, one day we're just going to tune in and it's like a completely different NXT? Yes. We're just different now. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just going to be, I think, I think it all happens in the one day. Like, I think only maybe it's not Vince. Maybe it's Triple H who comes out and says, all right, we did that. Now here comes this. It's going to be a new ring set, a new everything. Like Just another new, new era. It's a new era. Exactly. And they'll try to give it a clever name and... Cena come out, yell ruthless aggression, smack someone across the face, and, mm-hmm. and it'll be four more weeks of winter. I'm not sure. Um, with AEW, I'm just excited to see where they're headed. Um, I have a lot of lifelong WWE fans that I'm buddies with that now exclusively watch AEW, mm-hmm. and I get it. It's just I like professional wrestling. That's why we talk about this weekly. I will watch this if I found a way to watch Ring of Honor because that's not that's on Fight TV. I think um, I would do that. Like it's just fun to watch. I love the stories. I love when there's good workers out there, you know. But we'll see. I'm not exactly sure on where to go with it. Yeah, I I I don't think I could look at WWE and say I'm only watching this. You know, when it was Monday Night War, I'd switch back and forth. You know, it was, uh, Nitro started an hour earlier, Raw uh, went an hour later. So for the first hour, I watched all Monday night. Then there was an hour where you flip back and forth. And then the second hour, you watched all of Raw. It was the best of everything. And then, um, no, no, then Monday went three hours. Um, Nitro did. Um, yeah, I... I don't know. It's a confusing time. It's definitely, you could definitely feel the winds of change happening. Um, Vince works best with his back against the wall. So I'd like to think that he's going to be able to pull it out, but I also think he's stuck. I think he, I think he's stuck mentally. Like there's no grasp of a bigger picture. There's no grasp of imminent danger, anything like that, you know? 
they also said uh, that there were um, previews for um, Rampage on during Raw. And I was like, oh, and people yeah. are like, oh, now Vince has to see that it's their, their competition. I was like, well, that's, that's, it, they didn't pay Vince for that. <laughs> I was like, they paid yeah. the network. Like, no, this, and yeah, they're going to take money because if you spend a lot of money, you can get it there. That's a power move by Khan. Uh, Tony, not Nick. The power move by Khan. Um, and that's the that's one thing I worry about with AEW is the fact that Tony's gonna try to make it like his dad, make it, you know, and I feel like he might he he needs to stop being a fan and start being more. I don't know. It's just again, I'm a pessimist though, man. I'll find something wrong with everything and anything if you give me time to. <laughs> Oh, but I see what you're saying, though. Like, oh, now I'm going to advertise on their airtime. Okay, you know, but let's 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 not go out of hand. You know, just tell us what you're you doing. Know. And I, and the thing is, Mr. McMahon actually looks like he could beat up Tony Khan, like like he's just physically bigger, even though he's a lot older. <laughs> In all fairness, Vince Vince could beat the crap out of a lot of people, man. He, he's still yeah. pretty big for even for his age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of my kids are obsessed with the ages of various wrestlers and stuff. And so we're talking, uh, my, you know, Dex goes, man, he's almost 80. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, he's, like, he's really good shape for 80. I'm like, man, he's good in shape if you're 40. <laughs> There's nothing that I'm going to be like, no, 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 you're right. Only if he was 80. Now, I wish I was that guy's shape half of this time now. And it was recently his birthday, too, Mr. McMahon. Yeah. Uh, 76 i think yeah yeah and it's funny because i i don't know i don't know what age it hits where vince lets go of the reins you know what i mean mm-hmm. like his dad knew when to get out will he know when to get out maybe this is, so. maybe maybe this isn't maybe this does it maybe this is where vince goes all right you know what uh he tosses it. God, if it's to that Nick Khan guy, then I mean, he's you know the president. I think he. I'd rather. I think he's going to look at Nick Khan over Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Which is kind of why I'm hoping Triple H buys Impact. Not that it would happen now. That it needs to happen. None of that. But in my head, <laughs> that that's where it happens, and that's where Triple H takes all the guys that would walk through fire with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would have HBK with them as a producer. You would get your Garganos. You would get your, you know, like they would put on good wrestling shows as well because they were great performers, great wrestling minds. Um, and I think that a lot of people are only as good as they're allowed to be. And I think Vince is setting up a lot of failure as a light. And then, of course, Stephanie McMahon, because she gave birth to women, all women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and she, then Shane McMahon would be like the Chet Hanks of the family. I think, I think Shane is already the Chet Hanks. <laughs> he's going to start. He's going to. He's. Oh, fucking Chet Hanks. <laughs> it's weird. Both of my worlds are calling into one here. Where I'm already yelling about Chet Hanks on a wrestling one. When we yell about him on the movie one, too. Um, oh, fucking Chet Hanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shane kind of comes off as the douchey frat boy. Like maybe that's where they got Riddle's thing for like, hey, hey. Be like Shane was, was when he was 20. <laughs> like, yeah, her dad wouldn't give him a car, so he always rode a scooter. Get him a scooter. 
but all right, Bob, I guess that covers everything. I can't think of anything else. No, no, it was a good catch up session. Uh, next week we'll be, uh, on top of it all, and we'll be able to go uh, show for show and not remember a little from here, a little from here. It's yeah, because we've been some time. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, for the mid card marks, I'm Niall. I was joined by Bob Ward and like Bianca and Becky. This thing has come to an end a lot quicker than I thought it would, but overall, I still enjoyed it. So for the mid card marks, we talk about everything when it comes to the world of wrestling, and we will catch you for round. I think it's round five. That'll be the fifth episode. Yeah. Yeah. Round five. All right, everyone. You dig it, dig it, sucker.